You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 88, the Happy New Year edition. Yes, the Happy New Year edition. How uh, how were your holidays there, buddy? Uh, okay, pretty uneventful. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. I know you're not a big uh, holiday recounter. <laughs> uh, so I'll, sp- I'll spare you the uh, the details of mine. But it was good. Um, you know, normal family festivities. And, yes. You know, I got a big, big, young, crazy family. So um, you never know what to expect. But it was fun. Kids are fun. A long time ago, I, I, I in- tried to instill some sense or semblance of organization to 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 the family Christmas because I, I don't know what happened or where it happened but somewhere along the line the the idea of instilling the DeSantis way yeah died died with me <laughs> I, don't, I don't know at what age but all the things that that I really really hold dear and important yeah um, I'm the only one who who holds those things, <laughs> or at least I'm I'm outwardly visible uh, in my attempts to make them so. But one of the things um, was the way in which we conduct Christmas. Yeah, and it's an over the top, um, just um, well, I don't know. It's uh, what's it? Ex- ex- extravagant affair. All right. So I've told people about it. Um, over the years and you know college and beyond and everybody's always always marvels at, at, at what happens and how it goes down so i take a little pride in that that's kind of standard operating procedure for for the desantises and um i tried to realizing that our family was expanding and could um could just implode or or head in different directions i wanted to kind of capture that that uh DeSantis-ness early on and the little kids picked up on it yeah you know the way in which we open the gifts and the the uh, the organization and 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 the whole deal and I, I get a real kick out of it because it worked you know yeah so it's nice to see that they've at this point they're like eight and and five and six and they're old enough to um, to kind of police themselves, but they do so in a way that I approve of, <laughs> <laughs> which is very important. Yes, which is very important. So I found uh, I found great amusement in that fact. So it was fun. Uh, otherwise, it had your standard um, elements of of I guess any family craziness. You know, I was always like to say DeSantis family craziness, but the more I get around and the more I talk to people, and especially the more I'm open about shit that bothers me. Yeah. People are like, "Why is it why do you let that bother you, dude? That's just every family's like that." Or 
every person does that, or that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was basically that kind of sums up uh, my Christmas. Although I did miss, uh, I did miss auxiliary DeSantis Christmas, or technically, I guess it would be auxiliary Beaver Christmas, which is my mom's family uh. um, gets together. I was. I was sick. I wasn't doing very well, having some issues, so I ended up skipping it, um, which I feel bad about because it's a it's a pretty low key affair. It's her brothers and their significant others and their kids, and then now there's little ones involved, but not so much that it's out of control. And everybody gets along great, and it's a real fun fun time, good food, and we don't get to see them all that often. So um, usually. I'm into it, but this time it was like I kind of had to pick and choose my battles. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. So at some point, you know, at some point you just gotta you gotta draw a line. You can't do everything. Yeah. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to jump on, say hello, wish you a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and and uh, put a bow on 2015. I can't believe it. Yeah, no, it's freaking less than ten hours away. Another year, and I'm just older, yeah, balder, and fatter. Yeah, I mean, it's depressing. <laughs> it is, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, just re- just reality, though. Yeah, just reality. What's been a harrowing, you know, several several uh, holiday seasons in a row. I am. Uh, I it, um I, I was looking forward to this 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 holiday season and it didn't disappoint. Um, really, I tempered my expectations a little bit. Yeah, but um, you know, I'm not a big New Year's guy anyway, so I don't have many plans or expectations for for that. So the fact that we're just going to kind of slide into 2016 is um yeah, I have no you know plans something of not right now either. Like zero, like. Not even somebody to eat a pizza with? Yeah, zero. Like, okay. I guess my dog. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, it's not like I've been looking for the plant either, so. Hey, 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 come on. Relax. It's New Year's. I'm talking to Liv. <laughs> Lay down. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm just short of... Zero plans. Yeah. I've got a loose agreement to go get some drinks and eat pizza. Okay. Who's that with? Uh, Roscoe. Oh, Roscoe. Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. You know, New Year's means a lot less when you're in your late 30s and you're single, you know? Yeah, because there's no... There's no ideal landing spot, right? So you don't want to go to a big jacked out affair, jacked up affair, yeah. right? Because then you're spending money to probably have to put on a suit or a tuxedo and get yourself places. And I know how much you hate navigating downtown New Orleans well, without your car. Right now. You know, I don't even want to drive a car down there. But I mean, like, Sugar Bowl's tomorrow... New Year's in New Orleans is always, you know, I haven't done that. Oh, in that's years. right. It's always a pain yeah, in the yeah. ass because it's 
full of the revelers on top of the fact that you got people that come here for the New Year's Eve anyway from out of town. You got the locals right. here, and then you always have the football fans. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I never even thought of that. And usually it means it's a bunch of rednecks because they're football fans. You know, and this year right. really is going to be rednecks because it's Ole Miss versus Oklahoma State. Now, I don't know how much more rednecky can you get, you know? <laughs> I mean, you can get more rednecky because Ole Miss people are kind of like, hmm, they're kind of like uh, super preppy southern mint julep drinking people, you know? I'd imagine if um, if Mississippi State played Oklahoma. Yes, if Mississippi I- State was ever to actually go to the Sugar Bowl. Right. <laughs> Never done. I don't know. I don't know why, but that's that's my impression of Mississippi State. Maybe it's their school colors or Hey, you're uh <laughs> you're breaking up. <laughs> Which is funny while you get that squared away. I was we were at Christmas and uh, my brother was talking uh my brother was talking to Josh. Or my brother Josh was talking to um, his his son, and he made reference to the fact that we referenced uh, Waldorf and Sadler, or Waldorf and Stadler. Um, and my nephew is a huge uh, Muppets fan, so he got a kick out of that. But he he asked if he could listen to the podcast, and um, you know, of course, my my brother says no, you can't. It's a it's adult. It's not. You know, it's not for you. But um, he said, you're not missing much because mostly it's just two idiots trying to figure out how to overcome the technical difficulties, but mostly caused by the fact that Liv's cell phone is in his pocket. (laughs) 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 It was right at that moment that the internet decided to go out for a couple of... All right, so um, apparently, so <laughs> if Old Miss, if Mississippi State played, yes, they're the redneck school. They'd be, yeah, uh, <laughs> they'd be the redneck. So, um, like lots, like I'll tell you this much. Like I went to the high school I went to, you know, private boys school, Catholic school, lots of preppy kids, and and around here, like you drive around uptown, and then like my neighbors growing up on Metairie Road, they were real preppies, like preppy rich kid and stuff. Lots of those people went to Ole Miss. Like, it was one of the more popular schools to go to, like Alabama, Ole Miss, really preppy schools, you know? Okay, I can see that. Uh, No one ever went to Mississippi. My buddy Jacob went to Mississippi State, was there for like a year and left because it's it's a terrible place to be, you know? it's it's There's not much partying or anything, you know? It's in a friggin terrible area you know yeah where's it located starkville mississippi which is like northern mississippi i think it's basically because it's not that far from tuscaloosa actually so there's a lot of like that's where my buddy colin lives he lives in columbus mississippi now which everybody up there where that's not too far from columbus so everybody up there is either old miss Mississippi State or Alabama fans, you know, because it's okay. that part of the state, basically. All right, but it's yeah, but it's the it's the the cow school, you know. Ole Miss was always like the genteel Southern belle, you know, type of women, but you don't think of that when you think of Mississippi State, you know. Right. 
Like, I mean, if you ever see about an old Miss friggin' their uh, tailgating traditions, you know, the Grove, there's people out there with chandeliers and stuff, you know? Oh, and they dress fancy. real fancy. Yeah, 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 I've it's the type that. of place where people dress up in blazers and ties and stuff for the games, you know? Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's a different animal. Like, you drive around uptown New Orleans, and even, like, in Old Mary, where I grew up, you'll see lots of, like, Old Miss stickers and flags because it's a type of place preppies like to go, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Which is funny because Old Miss, Old Miss people have an attitude about, you know, how much of a better school. And the truth is Old Miss and Mississippi State both suck, you know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, like, their quality. They're both, right. like, the lowest rated schools in the sec academically right well <laughs> isn't mississippi like what isn't mississippi one of the one of the lowest rated uh, states in terms of education in general yeah i mean so is louisiana so is alabama but their schools aren't rated as low you know usually it's a little different at the college level <laughs> right right i mean if you're looking at a bottom five list You'll usually find Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, usually you'll find Louisiana, Mississippi around 49 to 51 because you know, they always <laughs> include D.C. And right. then if it's really shitty and you don't want to be number one, you'll usually find them in the top five of those. You know? <laughs> right. right. It's like number one for infant mortality rates. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Number 51 for reading for graduation rates, you know, so he's whatever the whatever the bad end is. Right. They're always on it, you know, and generally Alabama's in there, too, but they're usually a little further down and you'll have like West Virginia mixed in there. But it's (laughs) 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 that's usually the way it works. But uh, but yeah, Mississippi in general sucks. So a bunch of hicks in town. Yeah, you're yeah, staying yeah. away from from downtown. Yeah, I mean it's probably more hicks for the old Miss people, you know. But n- needless to say, I mean for the Oklahoma State people is actually being hicks. Needless to say, because Oklahoma State is the hick school of Oklahoma, you know. Right. Oklahoma State is Oklahoma's Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really are. I mean, they used to be Oklahoma A and M. Right. That, by definition, is the Hick School. You know, the A and M. True. You know, because that's the that's the Ag School. So, needless to say, I don't even want to come within friggin' two miles of downtown this weekend. When was like, the last? Getting on the interstate will be a pain in the ass. What's that? When was the last time you you had like a big, you know, New Orleans downtown? New Year's. The last time I went downtown? Or Damn. wherever. I mean, the last time I went out out was probably like four or five years ago. Okay. It's been very low-key sets. But the last time that I actually went downtown, because I don't think I went. Is that the no, equivalent no, that of, a... is that the equivalent of like going to Times Square? Going downtown? To the yeah, French yeah, Quarter? Yeah, Area yeah. downtown? They even do like where they drop a ball, you know? Okay. Yeah, so when was the last time you did that? Last time I did that, probably, that might have been 2007. I don't know if I did it after that, but I'm pretty sure I did the first year of law school. I went down there. You know, I don't know if I did it. I can't remember doing it after, but I probably did. But I don't remember, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I know I went to parties in between, you know, where parties were maybe ended up at the bars, but I don't know. If somebody called me with some offer like that, like a party, I'd be more inclined, you know, because, it, you know, it's just a, and you know, the worst is, well, now they have Uber, but that would even piss me off because it probably cost me a million dollars to get oh, a cab. Oh, it'll be horrible. Home. It'll be horrible. But the, the, always the worst part was trying to get a cab home from downtown on New Year's. The year, this our senior year, when Lucy's had first opened, Ben threw a New Year's Eve party at the Lucy's in New York City. Okay. So... Reardon came down, um, or no, we were all in school, so we all we all went. We all yeah. we all met in the city, and we stayed at um, this dude Chris Markowski, who was a couple years older, had a place in the city, and Chief came down, and Ben came down, and anybody you could think of was in this apartment. There were fourteen guys in this apartment. Yeah, and um, we wake up in the morning, and uh, Markowski holds up an alarm, you know, a plug into the wall alarm. And he's like, Hey, who unplugged this? And somebody said that, uh, Oh, it was beeping all night. A smoke alarm was going off. I don't know why I must've, you must need to change the batteries in your smoke alarm. It's <laughs> like, this isn't a smoke alarm, dude. It's a carbon monoxide detector. <laughs> <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, then the next year, so that was the first year I spent New Year's in New York City. The next year was uh, the year after we graduated. And, and dating Jody was great around the holidays because there wasn't an issue of Christmas with your family or my family. She was Jewish. Yeah. It was oh, only nice. Christmas with my family. Yeah. You know? And, and we were only dating, so it wouldn't have been an issue at that point anyway. But it was a great off to the right off on the right foot kind of relationship because I knew that wasn't going to be an issue but our biggest our first big dilemma was what to do for New Year's your friends uh, aren't going to want to you're not going to want to come and hang out with my friends I'm not going to want to go and hang out with your friends so we came up with the idea of throwing a New Year's Eve party we rented out a bar um, I don't think we had to pay anything up front I think we just made an arrangement at some bar on the Upper East Side yeah, it was unbelievable. I think people are still talking about it. <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a Reddit thread that that's that, that's talking about the party we threw in uh, 1997, 98, I'd imagine, or 96, 97. After that, are you serious? No, no, just kidding. <laughs> all right, because I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, but every... oh no, I, I mean, they got all kinds of freaks on Reddit talking about <laughs> bullshit, huh? Well, maybe I should find, maybe I should look it up. But it was fun. Yeah. Everybody had a great time. It was packed. We got food. Uh, it was a small, small little bar, just a dive bar. Everybody had a great time. Um, other than that, I, I, I haven't gone into New York City. So we're talking twenty years ago. Yeah. Stay away from it. Carousel New Year's was okay, but we had to work the next day. Um, Angie and I never really had a huge New Year's um, agenda. Sometimes we would just kind of dick around Asbury during the daytime, go bar to bar, whatever. A um, couple times we'd go to a party, but that being a you know like you were saying, being a middle aged uh, you know a late thirty something 
single dude, there's no safe place to land. Like, you don't want to go to a big party. You don't want to just hang out at an intimate gathering. You don't want to go to a random bar because no one's going to go with you, you know? Yeah. It's like your options are limited. Yeah, exactly. For a holiday that if if you grew up and your formative years were spent around alcohol... And in most cases, excessive use of alcohol. You've yeah. got no, you've got no use for New Year's Eve. Yep, I've had more exciting Tuesday nights than I've ever had an exciting New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean, really, is it, it's more of a conven- uh, inconvenience and and um, and a hassle than it than it than it is an enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot better when I was younger, you know? And the thing is, I had friends. Now all those friends are all married with children, you know? Right. They do, they'll have, like, they'll do, like, parties or something, but it'll be family-friendly parties, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not someplace a single middle-aged dude wants to be. Right. Right. And pissing on the houseplant is frowned upon at such gatherings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like it's it's not a good environment to like get a buzz on, even you know. I don't right. even I don't like to be around little kids when I'm drinking. I just no. don't. Yeah, either do I. Either either do you I. Know? Not because they ruin my time, but it's a creepiness factor. Yeah, to me it is, you know, and all kinds of people like to drink around kids, but I guess you know all these people with kids do it because I guess that's. What you need to do, but I just don't like to do it. I don't even like to drink around my family, really. You know? Yeah, me either. I do it once a year, basically, on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can There's. I can count on one hand the number of times I've been wasted. Um, and never with, maybe once or twice with, but always just, you know, coming and, and meeting up with them from somewhere else or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, my mom can document each and one of those times. You know, it's 20 years later and she's still yeah. giving me shit for it. So I would certainly not make it a regular occurrence. It wasn't a regular occurrence for us growing up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I went to a family function. I remember this. this my, my dad had a, uh, has a really large family. Didn't particularly get along very well. All the, um. You know, typical kind of Sicilian uh, family with like eight, five or six sisters and a and a brother, and the brother was the, you know, the shining star of the family. So everybody either hated him or loved him, but none of the sisters got along, or you know, just big Italian family. Yeah, but they always found themselves in the same location, and um. The uncle threw a holiday party, and it to this day it scars me. I can't, I can't smell uh, roasted chestnuts without <laughs> going back to that tr- trauma of of being a five or six year old kid. Um, and the drinking age was eighteen at that point, so yeah. like, all the teenagers were were boozing, and you know they were kids, but way older than me. You know, so like the eleven-year-olds yeah. were hanging out with the eighteen-year-olds in the back den or whatever, and the five-year-olds hung out with the eleven-year-olds. 
it was very very traumatic you know yeah so i like i don't know if that was what formed my you know my but your my dad's opinion. not a big drinker anyway, no, right? no no not at all because yeah i mean based on what you told me i figured he wouldn't be he yeah he's not he enjoys a um he enjoys, uh, you know, a good craft beer. He likes his wine, but he'll sit down and he'll have one or two. Uh, he'll have one or two glasses of beer, and that's it. Yeah. See, only- my mom, neither my mom nor dad were big drinkers. My dad's just not. And my mom was from a family of drinkers, and she was the only one. You know, they were half Irish, but they were very Irish. You know. Right, right, right. And they right. were all. They were like her. Her three older brothers were all drunks, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At yeah. one point or another, you know, they sure. were. Sure. You know, and they just like I remember when we were little, <clears throat> and that probably stopped when I was like eight or nine. But we used to always go to my uncle. He used to have the same type of thing, one of those big friggin' hol- holiday parties, like Christmas parties every year, you know. Yep. And everybody, and I remember being creeped out by a lot of the people there because everybody was just getting fucked up. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> it, was, it is. It's I creepy. don't know. It was very weird being there. <laughs> yeah, it's totally creepy. So that uh, you know, once you once your friends start having kids like that, and they don't, obviously they've changed their behavior, but they're they're adjusting their New Year's Eve experience to still have the optimal level of fun for somebody in their position, and that includes having a family-friendly party, and maybe instead of you know down in a whatever a twelve-pack of Bud Light, you know maybe they'll have three or four cocktails. Yeah, you know they're still having a good time. They're still loose. They got a little buzz. They're not going to be super hungover in the morning, but um, you know they're they're family-friendly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh. it's um, it's a different animal. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. And um, around here is good if you just want to go out and get a drink um, and and grab a pizza because there's not Asbury Park's not a particularly family friendly town. You know. Yeah. It's it's the LGBT community and. Gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsters. So um, those those two populations don't necessarily intersect at the corner of family and friendly, you know? Not too many, yeah. you know, not too many hardcore thugs running around hitting holiday parties with their kids. Yeah, that's the problem. You need to wait like another five or ten years for the gentrification to really take hold, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, Asbury was named uh, one of the top. Are you are you having static on your end? Because I haven't done anything. I'm no, no, I'm hearing you good. What? Now. All right, all right, good. I don't know what it was about then. Um, I'm good. Everything sounds fine now. It was staticky for like a 20, 30 seconds. Now nah, we're smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Uh, just yes. cross my fingers so we can get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it. I'm gonna take a shower and wash. Um, I don't know when the last time I took a shower was. Well, what's your plans for four o'clock? That's it to go before it gets crowded, so we can eat some. We're not going to a pizza joint. We're going to a restaurant that 
serves like Neapolitan pizza. Oh, uh, okay. It's not one of the places that was that one of the options we had that we didn't take. Oh, might have been. Because you were talking about a Neapolitan pizza yes. joint. Yep, that's exactly where we're going. Because they have a huge yeah. bar. Their bar is humongous, so you can always get a seat at the bar. Oh, but it, nice. it's a real popular place, so it'll be busy from like five o'clock on. People will right. come, and that's where they're going to want to spend their dinner <clears throat> before they hit a you know a party at eight o'clock or whatever. But it I, also um, has a club attached to it, like a not a club, but it's got you know just a regular bar attached to it that yeah people will navigate to come eleven o'clock or whatever. So hopefully we we'll get something to eat, have a few drinks, and then be home by uh, by football, watching football. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I stopped by the grocery after I left the office, and I was. Surprised. Christ. I didn't even think about that. How many motherfuckers are in a grocery store at one o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Eve? Like it was busier than you know, maybe it gets that busy, but I never go at those at those times, you know, on the weekends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. But I was like, I guess lots of people are getting shit for friggin' New Year's Eve, you know, it was it was crazy. Yeah, all their provisions. Yeah. Lots of cheese and crackers. I was, yeah, I was I was thrown off by it, to say the least. You know? What'd you end up getting? Just something for you to eat? Yeah, I mean, I have some stuff, so I was getting uh, some ingredients. Yeah, because I had, like, some crab. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll make crab cakes. Because I'm like, if I'm going to sit and do nothing, I'm thinking I'll make something good to eat tonight, you know? Yeah, right. Treat yourself, but you son know. of a bitch. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> I might do something like that, but then I'll probably end up just getting lazy and saying fuck it and making some pizza rolls or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's so much easier. Over the um, over the holiday, I won. Did I ever tell you that I joined? Uh, I became a member of uh, of the local public radio station around here. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a life-changing, life-affirming experience. I started listening to it, and it's just, it was so great. It was non-commercial. Um, they just play decent music. <coughs> it's a college radio station that, that is an NPR, part of the NPR exchange. So That's weird. Um, I started to, like, really dig it, and it happened to be during their membership drive, and I donated you know, not enough to get the tote bag or anything like that, but just enough. But to enough be... for them to annoy you constantly. No, no, they're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> they're not bad. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I've already gotten my money back plus some because I won one of the twelve days of Christmas giveaways. Okay, nice. It was like a listener response. They send you an email, and then if you respond back, if you're the first one to respond back, you you get the prize. And it was a Italian specialty shop gave this huge basket of pastas and olive oil and Italian treats and biscotti. Oh, I would love that. It was great. Plus a $50 gift certificate to the specialty yeah. shop. So I could make all the pasta and stuff and then go and buy whatever, veal cutlets or you know something like that and have a nice dinner. So I was kicking around when to do it. You know, when to kind of pull the trigger on that. And I told Roscoe that if he could get Guy to come down for New Year's, um, I, I'd, I'd use the $50 gift card. And I'd make a big, nice dinner. You know, I'd get my mom's um, 
sauce recipe and it'd be legit wouldn't be a you know a can of ragu or whatever out of the uh, out of the cabinet it'd be legit but yeah. um you know that required the 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 magic bullet in that equation was getting guy to drive from his place to to jersey which requires two things he hates is driving in New Jersey. <laughs> so, um, New Jersey. we've got our $50 gift card and a big basket of fun, uh, fun accoutrements, but we'll save that for another day. Instead, we're going to go get some ne- ne- Neapolitan pizza and a couple of vodka nice. bakers. You're going to walk, you know, it's nice out here. Yeah. Yeah. See, see where the evening What's takes us. What's the weather us. like up there right now? Like 50 degrees. I don't know. 40 something uh, degrees, 50 degrees, something like that. Yeah. I haven't That's worn nice. pants. You got Roscoe weeks. with you. Yeah, he's a good uh he's a good wingman or I'm a good wingman. He's um you know, he's always up for something. 50 degrees in Asbury Park, slightly cloudy. Um <laughs> but one thing I did want to cover and maybe this will this will kind of give us our out um but Roscoe's sitting here, and he hasn't heard this story because um, it transpired while he was away uh, for Christmas. But we lost our non-existent roommate. Oh, Tara? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if we had mentioned her by I name. we mentioned her by name. I okay. believe so. so. She's, she's, uh, she's out of the mix. She's gone. Um, she gave me some notice a couple couple weeks ago beginning of december said hey dude listen i can't just i just can't do it i'm not making it down there it's a waste of money i hope when uh, was the last time she was down there <laughs> the first and only appearance she made was labor day yeah all right i thought it was like she had never been there anyway yeah she did and it was i mean whatever she doesn't listen to this it was great <laughs> yeah uh, she was helping pay my mortgage and she didn't ever come down and it would have been cool if she did you know she's fun and we're friends, but it was just we had that much more space. We had that much more. Um, I don't want to say freedom because she wasn't tying us down, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got all the benefits without any of of any of the work. Yeah, so you were getting the money. I was getting the money, and I didn't have the to, actual tenant. Yeah, or pay for the electricity she was using, or whatever it was. So it was perfect. So, um, but. As a as an entrepreneurial capitalist, especially a real estate mogul that I am, I seized on the opportunity um, to look for a new tenant, and I was going to try to jump on it, and if not mitigate any potential losses, maybe double dip, you know? So let's see yeah. if I can get somebody in here for January 1st and, and make a couple bucks finally. In my travels... Um, I found a few, uh, a few potential roommates, and um, what I'm doing, and I've had luck with this before, is I go to the Craigslist housing wanted section. So I'm yeah. looking for people who are actively searching for places to live, because uh, I can control the situation a little bit. If I post an ad, who knows what freaky deke is gonna get in touch with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've had success. The a couple summers ago, remember I rented the room to the chick, um, uh, who was the English as a second language student. Yeah, she was awesome. I found her from uh, 
from the Housing Wanted section. Over the holidays, uh, a lovely young woman who's home from college needed a place. Um, she is renting that back room for her vacation. You know, short of Airbnb style, but um, she's working out fabulously, and I found her on the Housing Wanted. So I've been going through that the Housing Wanted and, and kind of picking and choosing <coughs> folks that I get in touch with and say, hey, listen, see you're looking for a place. Here's my situation. I've got a room, blah, blah, blah. Give me some information back, and we can exchange the details. So I've had a couple people, they've fallen through, or somebody's looking for a place in the next town over, and I kind of try to shoehorn them into Asbury for a little cheaper price or whatever. But I had a, a real interesting and engaging conversation with this person the other day. And <laughs> the listing was just, uh, you know, I need a place. Um, I need to get closer to work. Um, I'm willing to pay 800 bucks. So I sent an email and I said, hey, I've got a room. Would you consider Asbury? And we get in this back and forth, just kind of peeling pieces of the, on- of the onion away. Yeah. Just enough so I can feel comfortable that I can show them a picture of my house. And this person totally um, fit the bill. Totally cool, polite, responsive with the emails, uh, punctuated them correctly, the whole deal. So I give her some – it turns out to be a chick, which is fine. Um because I've only ever rented that room to, to a chick, and it's worked out great. And as Roscoe points out, I've been living with girls since he met me. <coughs> when I live with the flight attendants in Weehawken. And as I think about it, he's right. So, um, Flight attendants in Weehawken. I engage with the with this chick, and she, we, we get to the point where, okay, this is somebody who's a legitimate, um, a legitimate option. Um So we start to talk about like some personal stuff. Oh, listen, I work from home. I have two dogs. Um, I'm separated. I live with Roscoe, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, great. That sounds great. I love dogs. Um, I am uh, 21. I don't go to school. I'm a dancer at Centerfolds. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So now I'm like, what the fuck? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what Centerfolds is. Yeah, obviously. I mean, there's a centerfold in every city. Right, right. You know, so, like, a, there's always going to be a place called centerfold somewhere. And this is the, um, <laughs> this is like the marquee strip joint around here. Because, yeah, it's on the circle on 35 where you come into Asbury Park. <laughs> and, and so I don't know what I thought my reaction would be if I got the opportunity or the option to live with a stripper but i didn't take very positively to it yeah i I got a lot of anxiety yeah a lot of anxiety Uh, the fact that she's 21 was enough to be like i don't know that's 20 years difference you know we're not going to be friends but we're going to be sharing space for an extended amount of time we're going to like different things yeah. Okay, I get over that, and that's fine. And then it's a chick. That's okay. I get over that. But <laughs> um, so I sent her this big, long email about, hey, that's cool. That's great. Because she was a nice chick. You know, I don't want to judge a book by its cover. I don't want to get all, you know, Pat Robertson on her. 
whatever she does, <laughs> she does. And who knows? I'm sure there's a ton of strippers who uh, just are like working the song their says, way. just because she danced for dough, that don't make her a hoe. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I just want to be clear, and I I write her this email, and I say, hey, listen, that's great. Um, I know you mentioned you didn't drink or smoke, which is which is pretty positive, um, as far as I'm concerned. But I just want to let you know. Like if you're if you're working through a program or you know if you're kicking a habit, this is probably isn't a great place for you because there's booze around here and we like to go out and have a couple of drinks and I've seen firsthand, you know what what if somebody's trying to you know work through a program or something that this isn't probably an awesome place. So I'm kind of hoping that I'm giving her an out, you know. Yeah. So right now I've assumed that she's a junkie stripper. <laughs> you know turns out no nope she is not uh she's not working through a program she doesn't like alcohol and um you know never touched drugs she just doesn't that's not her thing and that's not her lifestyle or whatever so i'm like oh geez great <laughs> so, why can't you be a recovering addict so i can have an out yes exactly exactly and she's i haven't seen her um but her name's molly mcgee is that so, really her name? That's uh, yeah, a funny name for a stripper. Well, I'm assuming that's her real name. I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming that's her real name. That, that is a funny name for a stripper. And I went to the strip club website, and there was no Molly McGee listed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no Daisy or anything. Or, right. right. Justice. Uh, Angel. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You so, didn't find out what her stage name is, though? Uh, well, I didn't because I thought that would be a little forward. You know, I didn't yeah, want to, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, not appropriate, not appropriate, not exactly, yes. you know, not appropriate. Um, and we go back and forth a little bit and I say, well, that's great. Um, listen, this is all contingent on my roommate though. <laughs> I need to build an out, you know? So, uh, I said, listen, uh, I, I got to run this all by my roommate. He's out of town for the weekend. He, you know, he's kind of got final say cause it's gotta be a, a unanimous decision. And she says, that's that's no problem. I understand. I really, this sounds amazing. Your house is beautiful. Because at this point, I had sent her the pictures. She's like, your house is beautiful. And you honestly are the first professional, respectful, courteous person that I've engaged with while I've been searching for this house. You know, searching for a place to live. Yeah. And she's like, I just don't have... Mom-. She, she said, I have a good situation now. I get along with my roommates. I just don't have reliable transportation to get to and from work. And I said, well, I, I appreciate that. Of course, you know, you know my 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 insecurities are, are, are so high that all you have to do is give me one little positive nugget. And I'm like... That's it. You, you, I'm sold, you know? She told me I was <laughs> polite and professional, and I'm like, I'm cleaning the room out, you know, I'm dusting and waxing the floor, because uh, that's it. Uh, she's in, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, luckily, luckily, I don't have a, uh, I'm not a closer. <laughs> you know, I've never been a closer in anything. In anything. So I do exactly what I do in almost any endeavor, especially when it has to do with finances. I say, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you give me a call in the morning and we can set up a time for you to come visit the place. You know, a shark would have closed right there. Yeah. A shark. I don't care that she's a stripper. She could have been a nun. 
She could have been anybody. <laughs> I'm 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 opening the door to not close this deal just as part of my own uh, as part of my own uh, sales acumen. And sure enough, she never got back to me. So <laughs> I uh, I dodged a bullet because if she does, and again, not to judge a book by its naked cover, but um, I, I just it, I don't think it, I don't think that would have worked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Roscoe's in the background going, it'll work. It'd work. <laughs> yeah, I hear him back there. So, um, I dodged the And then she's ever short on the rent, you know? Oh, well, that was one thing she was very clear of. She could pay up front and she could pay in cash. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Strippers always have lots of cash. But then I started to think, like, really, how long does a stripper gig last? I'm not a big strip club guy, you know? So, I don't. I would imagine that that's a a very short-lived career. Yeah. It's not a very stable yeah. environment. Even if you're not a junkie or a drunk, you're you're around junkies and drunks. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You're around some without question. Without question. So, um you know, what if she up and quit? What if you know, what if she wasn't that attractive and she was just working the day shift? <laughs> <laughs> she got stretch know. marks and stuff. Right, right. I don't want to hinge my livelihood, my security on some half-baked stripper. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, luckily, luckily she never got back to me and I, uh, I dodged that bullet. So, whew, thank goodness. But... It did. It, it gave me a second to, to uh, you know, to kind of reset my moral compass and, you know, not to be judgmental. <laughs> but I still, I can't, I'm not going to with a stripper. <laughs> At least that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll find somebody to rent that place to. Yeah, well, I came up with the idea of... Um, of just renting it to the strip club, and they could send people over. Yeah, know, they need. <laughs> send me your bustiest, most drug-free stripper That's that it. needs an apartment. Right, right. And I figure I have the contract with with the company, so this way it's enforceable, and they can, you know, I can always go after them. I go the deepest pockets, you know. Yeah. So. So that's my story, man. That's how uh, 2015 almost ended. But luckily, much, uh, much less hoopla <laughs> than potentially could have could have occurred. So yeah, um, that's it, man. What else you got? Anything? Huh, I don't have much. I assume you didn't see the game last night. I had zero interest in watching the game last night. I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I went to watch. Uh, I went to watch uh, episode four, A New Hope, with my dad because we're gearing oh. up to uh, to go check out the Force Awakens. You still haven't seen it? No, no. Have you? Yeah, so I couldn't handle it. So I went and saw it the Sunday after it came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Probably I'm going. Not that bad, but I was like, I was like, I can't deal with this. You know, I'm sick of having to worry about spoilers and shit. You know. Yeah. So uh, give me one more, give me one more weekend, and then next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll be, so, we'll be cool. Th- there won't. There shouldn't be big crowds there. You know. I would. Well, and you don't need to see it in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D. No, no. You know? Our movie theaters are um, reserve seating here. 
Okay. So uh, my dad already already picked up tickets, and so we got seats and no issue. All right, that's a fancy theater, I assume. Very right? fancy, very fancy. It's yeah, the, I don't know if we, fancy I mean, the theater, the more likely the seats are to be reserved. Yes, yeah, but not bad. Six bucks, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, we're going at like nine thirty on Saturday morning. <laughs> Damn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can that is like uh, we an can, old person's time. We can talk about that uh, next week. Maybe we'll just have an entire spoiler alert uh, episode. We can just talk yeah. about Star Wars. If anybody's getting spoiled by it at that point, they just don't give a damn. Yeah. So right? Am I right it? or am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, man. All right. Well, happy New Year, man. Enjoy your. 2016, you and Roscoe enjoy your New Year's Eve pizza. Thank you very much. And, uh, and tell Roscoe hi for me, and uh, you know maybe Roscoe will get get what he wants, and you'll get a stripper in there after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, then on that note, uh, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys in the new year. Yeah, happy New Year, Fredo. Happy New Year, Fredo. <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños, Fredo. Feliz cumpleaños. Eh, prospero año. Felicidad. <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños. Yes, happy birthday, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>